You're listening to a podcast from Victory Alabang. How can we trust God more? Discover the benefits of God's Word in this message by Pastor Carlos Santos. You guys ready to cross-train some more? Yeah, it is my privilege today. I thank you, Pastor Sonny, for the trust you gave me in delivering this message. Last week, we talked about prayer. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to run into it. Is that okay? I dry weave athletic shirt training. So let's just get into that. We have a lot to cover. Let me review the series objective with you. The series objective for our cross-training is that at the end of the series, why don't you read with me? Our church members will... Embrace and do what? Do wow, disciplines. I say, understand the benefits of what? Training for godly life. I remember, as Pastor Sonny told us, he made you raise your hands, right? If you like to be healthy and you like to be fit, and then he asked, Who among you are actually doing something? And then, <laughs> I hope that's when it comes to spiritual disciplines. I think we've changed a little bit now. We're actually doing something about our spiritual disciplines. Is that right? So Last week, we talked about prayer, and uh, I just want to take time to, to honor Pastor Sonny. I think he's really taking care of this congregation really so well. You're taking care of it so well, and, you know, I know he's humorous. You're not going to get that from me today. I'm going to make you cry, or I'm going to cry in front of you. <laughs> he's humorous, and I always expose this technique. He's doing it because he's connecting you to Christ. That's just one of the many arsenals in his tool. He's a great connector. He's a great storyteller and communicator. A lot of churches are asking him to train their leaders there. But one of the things that, that I really appreciate of this man, his mutant power to me, is that when you give him a verse or quote something from the Bible, he knows where it comes from. And me, I'm like, whoa, where'd you get that? Because that's what we're going to be talking about today. I sometimes wonder, why is it that you here and why is it me? Well, God told me you're the one to deliver this message. So there it is. We're going to be talking about the Word. Don't mind the effects. That's just effects. That doesn't mean it's heavier than prayer. But pray, there's just something different about prayer. And I think he told you this to you last week. When, it's pray, when we pray according to God's Word or according to God's will, even Pastor John in his service said that there's a power in the unanswered prayer. Because we're praying according to God's will. So today we're going to be talking about how the Word can be a great discipline partnered with prayer. One of the things you never, never do is when you come up and you say you're nervous. Ever see speakers do that? I'm a little nervous today. And the credibility goes, But I'm not afraid to tell that to you today, that I approach this message with a little, uh, well, maybe fear, not fear, chill, thrill. And maybe a little trepidation. Oh, trepidation. I have a dictionary. I'm a little wary. I'm a little cautious because I'm not what you might call a theologian. And maybe some of you are intimidated by the Bible. But, you know, I can pray and pray and pray. I can tell God all I want, but read His Word. Well, in all honesty, I'm not. I'm, gonna, I'm not, I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna be afraid to admit that to you. But if I'm honest with myself, I use that word theologian as an excuse. I'm not like Pastor Sonny. I'm not like the other pastors, Pastor Jonathan, that you would say, Oh, kung sanggaling yung verse 10, I know exactly where it is. I know the context of that. But I think about that word theology, and it's really, it's just a study of God. It's just getting to know God. So 
when I think about it, there's really no excuse for me to be a theologian. In fact, all of us ought to be students of God, right? Look at your, you look at your seatmate right now. Look at your friend. Mukha bang theologian yan? O mukhang tiyolog lang? Would you join me? If you're intimidated by the word, I pray that the Holy Spirit enters and fills you up to really love it. There are some people, they say they love the word, and I'm like, huh? You love reading it and studying it. What? Studying? I already finished school. I don't want to do that again. But they love the word. I pray that's what happens to some of us who are intimidated by the word. Maybe some of you are reading the word, but you don't see the relevance in what's going on in your life. I'm going to show you that the Word is a source of life for all corners of life. And so, as a struggling theologian, would you join me on this journey? Okay, let's do this for an hour. Two hours. <laughs> okay, we center on, we've been centering on the figure of David. Okay? Being a theologian, artist naman ako, I can draw. That's a drawing of mine. Well, before I became a pastor, I was an animator, so I drew this. Well, we all know David. We all know David. He was the shepherd who was the king. And you know what? He's a little bit prophetic. Because every time he would go into battle, he'd always ask God, is he for me? Am I going to get this guy? Am I going to win over this guy? And then God would say, he's yours. So I'll go and fight. So he, he hears God. God talks to him. What's not very highlighted often is that he's also a musician. And he's a songwriter. In fact, this particular psalm that we're going to be talking about, Psalm 19, is the concentric psalm. Everybody say concentric. I was saying, with the dictionary. It means it's in the center of a collection of songs that mirror each other. If you sabihin from the Psalm 15 to 24, Psalm 19 being smack dab in the middle. 20 and 21 are the partners of Psalm 18. 22 are the partner of 17 and 23, 16 and so forth. They mirror each other. All about how to walk into the presence of God. All about the characteristics of God. Like 20 and 21 are all about servants. They're people crying out to the king because Psalm 18 is about the king. Psalm 17 is about the judge. He has so many enemies. And you hear David, oh, all my enemies here, Lord, judge between them and me. The same with Psalm 22. He's asking deliverance from the enemy. And we know 23 is about what? Uh, you are my shepherd. Because 16 is about faith and trusting in the shepherd. So 15, 19, 20, that, 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 that collection of songs, rather, if you, if you will, is about, is about God, how to walk into his presence. How do we walk into the presence? So, I just told you I wasn't a theologian, you know, and then suddenly I go out with all this concentric, concentric. That's a devotional study Bible. You can get it anywhere. Anybody can find that out. So, would you, ha- would you join me right now? I'd like to invite everybody to stand up. We will not be intimidated by the Word, especially as we study this psalm. Like, like Pastor Sunny said, we are going to be doing an initiative for us to bring our Bible. So, Let's practice right now. I'm going to be reading this whole song because I believe it's a disservice not to give you the entire song. I won't concentrate on just the middle. But some parts I won't flash on the screen. So if you have your Bible apps, would you bring them out right now? Better pa if you have your own Bible. Let's start. Psalm 19, 1 to 14 reads like this. 
The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of His hands. Day after day, they pour forth speech. They're talking. Night after night, they reveal knowledge. They have no speech. They use no words. No sound is heard from them. Yet their voice goes out into all the earth. Their words to the end of the world. In the heavens, God has pitched a tent for the sun. It's like a bridegroom coming out of his chamber, like a champion rejoicing to run his course. It rises at one end of the heavens, makes a circuit to the other, and nothing is deprived of its warmth. You can already feel the glory of God in these verses. And then suddenly a twist. The law of the Lord is perfect. What? Lord rules? Reviving the soul? The testimony of the Lord is sure making... Wise, the simple, wow, what, what's going on here? And then the precepts, the statements, the principles, what's got in God's heart of the Lord our right? Rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. And you can see a crescendo building up. He's building and building. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The rules of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, even much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and drippings of the honeycomb. Wow, parang nagugutom na ako. Moreover, by them is your servant warned. In keeping them, there is great reward. Why don't we do this? Let's pray. And the, and the bridge of that song, the rest of that psalm, I'll say in prayer. Lord, we come before you right now. Who can discern your errors? There are none, but you can see into our hearts. Please declare us innocent from hidden faults. Keep back your servants also from presumptuous sins, whatever is keeping our minds locked from you. Let them not have dominion over us. And this is the incredible thing. Lord, we, we ask, we, we proclaim that we shall be blameless and innocent of great transgression. Let the words that you've given us, that put in our mouths, and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. Let's proclaim. What do we call him? O oh Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Thank you, Lord. Please bless the reading of your word in Jesus' name. Go ahead and sit down. While you're sitting down, why don't you read this? The word of God brings life. Life. Now, let's go to that confusing part. We all see the heavens and all the glory of God. Obviously, when you see something beautiful, when you see a baby, wow, you can see God, wow. But the law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. When I see the word law, ang alam ko lang lahat ng bawal. Remember they call us? You, sometimes I remember that we would call, uh, what, ask us what Chris, kind of Christians we are. You're born again? You're born against? You know, parang lahat bawal kasi that's what rules that was, that's what they mean to me when I see law, rules. Everything is against everything. Let bawal. You can't do this. You can't do that. How can such a thing revive the soul? Because revive means, again, life. Breathing life again. New life. Viva. Viva? 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 <laughs> it's hard because you can see everything everywhere. It's, it's almost... Things are dead. That's what it means to give life. 
something has to be dead. Something has to be broken. You look all over the world, you look over just our country, all over the news. You see a lot of broken things. Going out into the streets, something's wrong with our economics. Something's wrong with, uh, with the way things are being done. Something's wrong with even the weather. Bad news. My dad, I really love my family. I've been giving you a lot of stories about my family. My dad, he would, uh, every morning, you wouldn't see his face because it's always buried in front of a newspaper. I wasn't able to talk to him. He's always wanting to find out what's going on. And I always wonder, they're all bad news. You're filling yourself up. The first thing you do in the morning, that's probably what contributed to his uh, stroke when he had a stroke. Now he doesn't do that anymore. He just, he walks. He reads his Bible. <laughs> because everywhere you go, it is bad news. And the thing with bad news is you want to do something, right? You feel the brokenness. You feel the shadows. Let's go out there. Let's do something about this. But the thing is, it's already news. It didn't happen today. It won't happen tomorrow. It happened yesterday. There's nothing we can do about it. That's why this Bible is the good news. Whoops. Hassan just got so excited. It's good news. It's source of life. And the thing with the good news is, it's also, there's no pressure to do anything. Because it's all about everything that God already did. Tapos na po. There's no pressure. Imagine the freedom that you have that every morning you're soaked in the good news. I have a friend who's a champion of the good news. Uh, he's a teacher. We have the privilege of teaching the students. Your, your children, every Sunday, right now in the halls, are being taught this good news. And Kuya Arman would tell me, Carlo, Kuya Arman, oh, he's an amazing man. He, he was a pastor of his uh, former church before he came here to Victory. And this pastor, leader of leaders, would submit to the authority of a kid's pastor to teach the kids 10 years younger than him. He held leaders and pastors before mentoring them. And now he's, he's, he's following my lead. And you know, Tito Armand, he's, uh, he would never tell me what to do or really be brusco. Hindi siya mabraso. I think I'll say okay. <laughs> no, I have all the, who here are teachers of kids' ministry? Anybody here? Just a few of us? Okay, you all know what I'm talking about, right? Sometimes you really have to the stress of, you know, with the kids. We love them, but you know, we have to adopt all the time. He would never you would never feel pressure like that from Kuyarman. He'd just go to me, Carlo, in that really soft voice. Carlo, you know what? You need to bring your Bible. To the kids. Tama na yung mga app-app na yan, mga gadget-gadget, mga swipes. Don't do that. Bring your Bible. The kids need to see you open your Bible because if you don't, if they don't see you open their Bible, how will they open their Bible? And he, oh, that was just, it just struck me to the core. Tito Arman uh, passed away a few weeks ago. Uh, he, at least here on earth, he will be reunited by his wife and daughter someday, but they're here with us now. I wonder if Tita Ellie or Paula's here. Would it be okay to give him tribute, to honor him with a little clap offering, praising God? Thank you, God, for his life, for teaching the kids. At 55, and that didn't stop him from teaching kids, you know, three times younger. Pastor <laughs> Sandy. He is a mighty oak where the kids come to rest in, in, in the shade. And you know, he, he won't see his, his daughter here now. Go through college, although God is providing for her college. 
He's taking care of her. God is really taking care of his family. Because he, Tito Arman, he believed in the word. He believed everything the Bible said. Even in the midst of this caution, this, this worry. He could be afraid for the future for his wife and his daughter. He could be, he could be regretful. Lord, bakit ngayong paman? Eh, bata pa yung anak ko. Paano naman yan? So he could be like that. But you know the last words, I asked this story from his wife. The last words he said on his deathbed were this. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. He believed what the word said, that whoever believed in Jesus, they will not perish. They will have eternal life. He believed that Jesus was the resurrection. He believed he was the way, the truth, and the life. He believed that to live is Christ and to die is gain. Thank you, Jesus. That's a man who had life in him. And he's enjoying eternal life right now. Tito Arman, I have my Bible. It's open. (laughs) Number two. God's word brings wisdom. Wisdom. They say it says the testimony of the Lord is sure. Even the simple can become wise. Today it's all about knowledge, isn't it? You know, internet, just everything is a click away. And sometimes they judge people, the decisions we make, by the what we know. You know, more and more scientists nowadays are discovering the validity or the uh, or how to prove that the scripture is actually correct in what it's saying. Trying to prove, oh, the Red Sea was low tide or the, 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 the years of God creating the earth. It, it, I'm not going to get into that. But what I'm saying is more and more scientists, though, are realizing that it's not science that needs to prove Scripture. It's Scripture that's validating science. That everything that we really we need to know, even in science, this could be a science textbook if you really study it well. I'm going to show you a, 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 a chart. I don't want to dwell on it. But I'm just going to show you a few discoveries. This is a, a, a world of knowledge and data and, and uh, free access and all. Here are some discoveries. Dead bodies spread germs. Washing those with disease, you have to wash it with running water. Water is essential to plant life. These things were discovered thousands of years after the death of Christ. But it was in the Bible hundreds of years before Christ was even born. Go look through that. I don't need to go. You can, easy, you can see it. The law of gravity. It was in Job that God held the planet in his hands. He held it together. Photosynthesis. The Bible says life is in the blood. The earth is round in Isaiah. Also in Job it was there. Thousands of years before it was actually discovered. It was already in the Bible. So this is not just, this is not an irre- irrelevant source of, teachings. God has something to say about every aspect of life. If we have the ears to listen. Wait a minute. That's just knowledge. That's not wisdom. Right? What I'm a little scared of also is that we approach the Bible as a source of just trivia, information. We might end up like this guy. There was a guy that Psychology Today wrote about. He was the Prince of Grenada. And because he was uh, accused of uh, agitating an insurrection, he was imprisoned to a place called the Place of Skulls. Okay? That's not the actual place, but that's just a dungeon in Madrid. But when you hear the word Place of Skulls, it's not a place where you can selfie-selfie or tourist spot. It sounds really bad. 
He spent 33 years till the end of his life in that dungeon. And they gave him nothing to read but the Bible. Nothing to read at all. So some of you are probably, oh yeah, Prince of Granada. The word is going to give him life. The word is going to free him. Well, sorry to say, when they cleaned out his dungeon and took out his body, this is what they found etched by nails on the soft concrete walls of his prison cell. You can read it there. The eighth verse of the 97th Psalm is the middle verse of the Bible. Whoa. Ezra 7, a little impressive. Ezra 7.21 contains all the letters of the alphabet except the letter J. Okay. The ninth verse of the eighth chapter of Esther is the longest verse in the Bible. No word or name of more than six syllables can be found in the Bible. 33 years, and yet he never met the source of life. This is all that could be drawn out of him. And I pray that's not what happens to us. We won't find ourselves like that. So is this wisdom? Did he gain wisdom from the word? No, he just got trivia. He just got information. We won't be like that, won't we? We want to be someone like, hmm, let's talk about wisdom. We want to be someone like this girl that we know. She was our guest speaker in the Ignite conference. And uh, her grade school teachers always thought uh, she would never amount to anything. This is how she told her story. Huh? I'm just repeating it. She went to grade school and her teachers would say, uh, Rachel, that was her name, Rachel. Uh, very nice, good heart, very slow. Okay, we got into grade six, very, very nice, very warm, but very slow. Went into high school, the high school teacher said, well, we agree with your grade school teachers. <laughs> very nice, but very slow. So that when she was accepted to Harvard University in the States, her Christian family went, whoa, is Jesus coming? <laughs> is this like, they, like, they were like born again, again. But she was a little scared because I've always been nice, but a little slow. How am I going to make it through Harvard? Well, her, her Christian aunt said to her, what you do is you meditate on the word night and day. Just, you do that. Meditate it, chew on it. Just like, like a cud. You know that picture of a cow chewing on, 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 uh, on grass? Not really in, ingesting it? You know, just chewing and chewing and chewing. Do that. Meditate on it night and day. So that's what she did. And this is her. This is what she said. She is now the CEO of one of the leading leadership development firms in Singapore called Rohe. Rachel Long said this at our Ignite conference, We will never understand the full capacity of who God is and what He wants to do with your life if you don't read the Bible. That's what she did. Even when her classmates were telling her, Tarana, let's go, let's go. Well, she's English. Let's go, Rachel, come on, let's do this. Let's go out, let's drink. Let's, let's have a good time. And they would invite her to, to gimmicks. They would invite her to gigs and dates. But she would not. She'd be the first one to open the library in the morning and the second one to close the library, or the last one to close the library. She's, she was always there studying or reading the Bible. At the end of her term, she was called to the principal's office, and she was worried that, mm, I think... And I was just barely stuck, struggling through my term. It was really hard for me. And they're probably going to give me bad news. And the principal said to her, you know, Rachel, there are only three positions one can have at the end of the term, the top positions. You're either, you're either the class alumnus, the top alumnus, rather, chairperson of the alumnus council for your batch, or the class president, or you'll be the graduation speaker. That's one person, that's one of the positions you can have. And these are positions that you have to be nominated for. So Rachel was like, eh, 
who knows me enough to nominate me for these things? Well, Rachel, the bad news is you've been nominated for all three by your classmates. Look what reading the Word does. Look at the kind of choices that you can make when you get the wisdom of God through the Word. Praise God. Can I pause for a little bit? I, I realize I want to I leave you with something to do. I don't want you to just say, oh, the God is good, the Word is good. Would you do something? If you believe that the Bible is the source of wisdom and the source of life, would you buy a Bible? Don't get one from, well, it, you can get one from us, of course. If you won't bring it back, at least read it at home. The Bible I grew up with was this huge Bible that lay on the altar because I, I met Christ only when I was 30. So all my life, it was just a dust gatherer. Like the magicians in those movies of those magicians and sorcerers, wow, all the dust would scatter. That was the Bible we had at home. Don't get a Bible like that. Get a small one, even though it's a little expensive. Because if it's expensive, if you shelled out money for that, then you'll read it, right? I shelled out for this, and well, I, I need to read this. In return of investments, right? Well, that's kind of wise. <laughs> so get a Bible. Maybe the best investment, best Bible ever to get. But also if you're intimidated, if you have a lot of questions and you think, Lord, I, I, I'm kind of, I'm nice, but I'm also like Rachel. I'm a little slow. How am I going to understand this? Would you, would you study in groups? Find people. Find people who, who really want to share the word. In fact, are there victory group leaders here? That's what we call them, victory group leaders. Would you raise your hand very quickly, victory group leaders? There, there, there are some among you. You, want, you need to look at them, look at them right now. These people will be hungry. Oh, why don't you stand up? Why don't you stand up? Just in this congregation. Okay, Bob. If you're near a victory group leader, look at them. That means if you have a question, sorry, if you have a question about the Bible, go to them. They will be hungry to spend time with you. They would love to read the Bible with you and just see the question. If they don't have the, the answer to your question, oh, wait, I'll go to Pastor Sonny first, okay? <laughs> right? Okay, thank you once again, Victory Group leaders. Do this in groups. In the preteen service, that's our preteen service, we do, they, have, they do a special thing that when the word is over, when the service is over, they will huddle in groups. In the last 15 minutes, 15 to 10 minutes of the service, they would huddle in groups, talk about the word. Really ask these questions. Be interactive. Would you do that? Would you buy a Bible? And if you're intimidated, share that study. Let's study in groups. Let's study in community. Next. God's word brings... So there was life. Then there was wisdom. Now this is the most confounding. Joy. Lord, do not uh, go to Leviticus or Numbers. All these, all these things to do. All these commandments and sacrifices and blah, blah. Joy. When you see all the numbers, did you ever get to that chapter? Was it Leviticus? Begat, 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 begat. You have a number of all the generations. This guy begat this guy, and this guy begat this guy. Ah, begat. How can that be joyful? But the Bible says the precepts. David writes with the song, the precepts of the Lord are right. They rejoice the heart. You know, the only thing I can think of is that even when you're cross-training natin, even when you're exercising, tama? and I know this for myself, that exercising is not easy. Lalo na pagsanay ka na po, you know, doing your work, you have to do all these things, you have all these priorities, but to sit, stand up, and then maybe you walk a bit, that's kind of hard. But science tells us, relevant naman tayo. There are a lot of benefits to exercising. Ako, a lot of us... 
you know, what happens is the muscles get stretched. And of course, in the beginning, it's painful. It's supposed to be painful. It's supposed to be. Because as you stretch it and relax it, that's how the muscles get strengthened. That's how they grow. And the other benefit of this is that the brain, as you get used to this, will release a hormone called endorphins. Let's say endorphins. It's a pleasure hormone. It'll make you feel good. So that's what I can see is you keep doing this. It may be a discipline, but then it'll turn to delight. In fact, that's my personal struggle with the Bible. I used to really struggle with it. I went through uh, Bible training one of our leadership classes in Victory, it used to be called, you know, long time ago, uh, VLI, now ENLI, you want to get into training. And we, they would require us to read four chapters a day. And we had a calendar to list down, to list down all the verses we read. And it was checked. And it was such a burden to me. Of course, we did it pa rin, because at the time, I met my wife in that training class, and then nagpapa-impress ako doon sa kanya. But, see? I see all the verses I read. But it was a struggle for me. It, I didn't see the relevance sometimes. There was no big rhema from God that this is what the verses meant. But as I bought my own Bible, and as I study in groups, like I told you, men like, like Pastor Sonny, men like Pastor John, Pastor Sonny, oh man, he would always, he's always concerned about the so what. You know the so what? It's not the, hey, Pastor Sonny, you know what happened to me today? And he'll go, so what? No, 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 not like that. Not like that. He, you'll give him, Pastor Sonny, this is what I learned. Okay, so what does that mean to you? What's the application? What's the relevance? People like that. We need to meet people like that. Not satisfied. Oh, nabasa mo. So, what does this mean to you? People like Pastor John, talking Pastor John uh, Del Rosario, he, he was the, yan ang, mag-theologian, yan, ganun siya, tawag na sa kanya. But, I said I'd never use that word again. <laughs> but Pastor John, he would always tell me about scripture. He would, you would share scripture like you were talking about the Avengers or the Lord of the Rings. Ganun lumabas yung verses sa kanya. Men like these, people like these. As I did that, then it turned into joy. Let me show you something. Let's go back to that verse. Diba law? You see the heavens and the glory of God. And then suddenly there's a twist. Law, precepts, wisdom, all things. But then you hear, let me go to that part where it's building. This is the chorus of the Psalm 19. The fear of the Lord is clean. You notice something? There's no more benefit to us. There's no more, it gives wisdom. There's no more rejoicing in the heart. He's simply go, oh man, the fear of the Lord is clean. It endures forever. The rules of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, even much more than fine gold. Sweeter also than honey and drippings. It's like dripping out of his mouth. Wow. Joy. Either that or he's crazy. What happened to him? That he would speak like that about the rules, about the thoughts, about the commandments of God. What happened to him? Well, Samuel the prophet, the guy who, who, who said that David would be king, he wrote about his last words in 2 Samuel 23. And he, David, one of David's last words were this, The Spirit of the Lord speaks to me. His word is in my tongue. Friends, we don't read the Bible to get knowledge and not just to get things. 
we read the word to meet God. And this is a man who met God. And that's why he couldn't help that. This is another prophet. Here's another prophet. I think he rammed, this prophet rammed this point home. Thank you, Pastor King, for this verse. study in groups. Jeremiah the prophet says this, Your words were found, and I what? Other verses say devoured. Other translations said that. I ate it. I devoured it. I consumed it. And your words became to me a joy and the delight of my heart. Wow. And I, I, I wasn't going to use this verse, but when Pastor King pointed me to it, it just it has it there. There's the clue. How did this happen to him? Because he was called by his name. In other words, everywhere he went, he discovered and he realized, God, I'm yours. I'm yours in your mind. That's why I love the word. That's why there's life in this book. That's why there's so much wisdom and joy and pureness and righteousness here. I'm going to land in a few minutes. I want to show you, I want to show you a video of words from the most amazing person to me. This is person, I love this person. If you want to talk about wise words, walang binatbat yung mga information na yan. For me, this person has the wisest, the most life-bringing, the most joyful words I will ever hear in my life. You ready? Yes. Yes. Can you sing again? Yes, she said me. Yes. My baby boy. Because ultimately, it's about relationships, right? We value the words because we love the person the words come from. I love my son. Everything he does is the most amazing miracle to me. And I'm never, ne- I'm never ignorant. I'm always aware of the fact that I'm privileged to be the one to get to hear them. That's my wife there. Talk about a person who, she's, she's the real prophetic in the team. She really hears from God. She's a prayer warrior. She is wise beyond words. She tells me what to do. Uh, so she, she suggests what I do. <laughs> She here? She's here. It's amazing, amazing woman. I love every word that comes out of her mouth as well, even though when it's like this. For my baby, even though I don't understand, and sometimes we don't understand the words of God, right? But because we know it's from Him, we will catch them, we will study them, we will cherish them in our hearts. That's my dad here to the left. My dad is, uh, he's sort of getting along in years, he's getting old. And I just made it an intention that in these days, I wanted to spend more time with him. And I'm very aware right now that this time is very precious. Please do that with your family as well. I'm not being prejudiced against the elder. You guys, are there any thunders here? Are there, are, are, sorry. That's what we lovingly call them in kids' ministry, okay? That's not an insult. I love them. You have more years, Hey. But God can lengthen those. Your days are only numbered in His book and nobody else's. I, I love, I love learning from the, how do I call them? 
Young. Para tayo na lang yung younger. Okay? <laughs> I'm very aware that everything he, my dad says is uh, very precious now. Lahat ng kwentuhan. I've, I've introduced Jesus to him. I've introduced the gospel. He has yet to make that commitment. But we're spending time together. And I love his stories. Every word from his mouth now, I'm, I'm like, oh, ano pa, ano pa nangyari sa'yo? Ay, talaga ganun? Pinalaki mo yung mga, yung mga kapatid mo? You're the one who raised your brothers and sisters. You're the ones who had to walk by the train because his dad was a train conductor. Really? You did that while you were a sales businessman? Oh, so sorry. <laughs> but it's just so precious because I love my dad. And I'm realizing as I listen to his words and his stories, just how, how long his patience was for us, just how really deep, deep his, his love was, how wide his arms were just to, to embrace all of us, how high were his dreams for all of us. Does that sound familiar? How high, how wide, how deep, how long. And as you come to know the words of my father, well, as we come to know the words of our father, it also shows us his love. And it shows us just how high, how wide, how deep the pain he suffered for us. In fact, Jesus said something about the word, scripture. And he said it to all the learned people. He might as well be saying it to victory. All you victory Christians. Listen to this. This is just a warning. He says, the reason these words are precious and valuable to you, well, he said this in John 5. You search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life, but they're valuable because they bear witness to me. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Come to me. Don't get the trivia from this. Yes, read this, love this, because you're with me. Like Jeremiah, I am yours. That's why I love your word. In the end, I'll land with this. God's word has all the faith and hope and freedom for us. Are you feeling the urge now? Maybe I should have a Bible. Maybe it's not so hard as long as I'm with Jesus. Maybe if I keep my eyes focused on Him, these words will make sense. Because ultimately in relationships, it's our relationship with God that makes these words come alive. The grace of God brings life to His Word. The grace of God draws out love for His Word. Can I ask you all to stand up? Okay lang naman po, no? Medyo matagal naman tayo nako po eh. This might be a long standing up because I... There is another chapter in the Bible that's kind of like Psalms 19. It also has an amazing truth in the beginning. And it builds up to an awesome, awesome climax. And if you have it in your Bible apps, or if you want to look at it, I'll have it on the PowerPoint. It's from John 1. But if you don't, if you don't have it anywhere with you, it's okay, just close your eyes. Bow your head. And I feel the Lord wants to speak to you today. God's word to John, one of the best friends of Jesus Christ, were these. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. 
And the Word was God. He was there in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him. And without Him was not anything made that was made. But in Him was life. And the life was the light of men. Even in the darkness, no matter what darkness you find yourself in, this light shines. The darkness has not overcome it. Now we'll skip a few verses. We'll skip the ones about John the Baptist. But we all know that, that he was witness to Jesus. But this true light, which gives light to everyone, it was, can you feel it? It's coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him. But some of us didn't know him. He came among us, his people. But some of us did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Some of us today heard the words of Bible, words of scripture from preachers, from other people. And we, nakapagtataka lang minsan, di ba? Sometimes we wonder, what do they have that I don't have? What is it about the word that brings them so much life? What is it that brings him so much joy, so much wisdom? And today you've discovered because it's the person that the word was talking about. And you want this gift. You want this grace. With all your eyes closed. Heads bowed down. I want this to be a very intimate. I think that God wants to speak to you. Your Lord wants to tell you our time is now. I'll speak for several people. Have you been intimidated by the word? God is asking. Nahirapan ka pa magbasa? Nahirapan ka ba to find time? You never really saw the importance to it? Or really, life is just so busy. But do you desire my spirit to come upon you? I feel the Lord asking you. Do you want me to make my word? Do you want me to reveal myself to you especially? Like I did to Rachel, to Arman, to David. Do you want to see me in your quiet time, in reading the word? All you have to do is raise your hand and I'll pray for you. If you want your Bible reading to be something more powerful, you want to have time with God that you really, it's not anyone else you see, but Him. Lord, my friends here, their desire to meet you, their desire is that when the Bible is open to them, it's you they see. Even in the Old Testament, even in the times, the verses, it's, you're, not the, you're not a different God in the Old Testament or the New. But you are a God who wants to reveal Himself, to show Himself, to have relationships with His people. Would you do that for me? Would you do that for me? Pour your Holy Spirit. Reveal Yourself to me, even in the most hard-to-understand parts of Your Word. This I pray in Jesus' name. You can put your hands down. I want to pray for those who have been reading the Bible for a long time. And somehow, it started to become all about the reading. All about the scripture. But you 
You want to go back. You want to go back before when everything seemed new. You want to be revived. You want your souls to be revived. And you want that life to affect every part of your life. You want it to affect your marriage. Your marriage is in the darkness and you think, oh, this could be the source of light because the light comes from Jesus. If you want that, you want it to affect your jobs and your career. You're stuck in a dark place. If you make this declaration, it's not a prayer. This is a declaration. In fact, oh, why don't we all do that? Why don't we just all raise our hands? Would you, would you repeat this after me? Lord, the heavens declare the glory that you have and share with us. But all the light and all the life and all the joy and wisdom, they come from you. And we're so sorry that we made it about a habit that we made it about practices or we depended too much on our pastors or our own head knowledge. Father, from now on, it's going to be all about you and how much you love me and everything your son did for us. I will read every word in your scripture knowing that it will reveal the glory of Jesus Christ and impart the character of Jesus Christ I declare and repent not spending enough time with your word I proclaim right now in the midst of the busyness, in the midst of hard work and hard times and hard, hard situations, that I will set this time apart. Because I'm captured by you. I'm captivated by your love. And I believe in you, Lord. I believe in your every word. We hope you were inspired by that message. Listen to more podcasts from our website at www.victoryalabang.org and in Victory Alabang app. Thank you and stay connected.